Hello, ladies, and welcome to The Table, our women's podcast with Battle Creek Church, and we are so excited for today. So if you have heard the saying, she gets it from her mama, mm-hmm. well, it is true. So if you've ever wondered why I love teaching the word and investing in women, it's because I get it from my mama, who is here today, and I'm so excited. So DJ Monic is my mom, and she's an active member of our South Tulsa campus, and she is a regional resource development director with the Salvation Army, and today she's going to talk about forgiveness, and I am so excited. I know. I'm so... Uh, I'm excited ready. to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I was, uh, I was thinking back, because we all, like we got dressed this morning and it was like really overwhelming. And it reminded me of this time when I was in my, I don't know, we'll say late twenties. Sure. And I saw this photo of my dad holding me as a baby. And I like looked up and he was in the exact same shirt. And I was like, it's, it's time for us to like go clothes shopping. Dad, he had like an arsenal of like five shirts and we threw them all away. I'm pretty sure Karen (laughs) threw them all away. We did it. I love it. Perfect. Well, Liz, you kind of gave me a challenge about what to wear. She told me it was going to be video and audio, and I had to be cute. Well, that's quite a challenge at this stage of the game. So I had to go in my closet and look through everything because, you know, shopping right now is not really on my radar, you know, following all this pandemic stuff. Going shopping in a mask does not sound like fun. So anyway... I kind of waffled between, did I go with flowers? Did I go with stripes? How casual should I be dressy? I don't know. So I ended up with the denim jacket, classic, right? (laughs) Can't go wrong. And I actually have a point with this, Bethany, so don't worry. Uh, There's a a Greek word that I want to talk about, and it's in duo. It's E-N-D-Y-O. And it is a really cool word that's 29 times in the New Testament. And it has the meaning to sink into your clothes, to put on, to clothe oneself, to array yourself. And um, I thought it was pretty appropriate because we've all been doing that a lot with our casual, comfy clothes during this pandemic, right? Several familiar verses are Romans uh, 13, 14. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And then Galatians 3, 27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And Ephesians 6, 1, one of our favorites, and we used to put on the whole armor of God when we took the kids to school every day. Uh, Ephesians 6, 1, put on the full armor of God. And again, that's the same word in duo for clothe yourself with the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Well, my topic today is on forgiveness. And how do we clothe ourselves in Christ's character and nature? So we have to choose to put on the character of Christ. It's like sinking into his nature, his, uh, his character. You know, just like those, um, you know, soft sweatpants or stretchy pants of some sort that we've probably been wearing for the past three months. Um, It is like sliding into a second skin 
That's what it's like to choose to be clothed with Christ. And let's talk about how to do that concerning forgiveness. Colossians 3, 12 to 14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, when our children were in the latter elementary grades, and Bethany, you probably don't even remember this, um, life was good. I mean, everything was fine. There were no outward problems in our lives. I had a good job. My children were happy and stable in school. My marriage was fine. But I started having terrible nightmares. I mean, they were evil and violent, and I started sleeping terribly and could not, well, I couldn't get a good night's rest, so I was becoming depressed, and I just was barely functioning. And so finally, I asked for help. That's a key. I asked for a referral to a Christian uh, counseling center and made an appointment lady I didn't know, but she was very, very nice, and she made me feel comfortable. And the second visit, because, you know, the first was just kind of a general, you know, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? And But the second session, I remember she asked me a life-changing question. She said, who do you need to forgive? Seriously, I mean, As soon as she said it, my mind filled. I mean, it was like I realized I was harboring stuff from way back in elementary school. I mean, I'm remembering third grade mean girls. Did y'all have any mean girls back then? As long as you weren't the mean girl. Yeah. So the counselor asked me to make a list and write all those names down, which I did. And it took me the full week because, you know, the ones that first sprang to mind, there were tons more. I mean, I had pages of people. And then she asked me to go down that list and individually, out loud, forgive each one. I remember what they did, what they said, whatever it was, and purposely forgive each person on that list. I had no idea. I had no idea that I had even decided to hang on to those offenses. I had just, I mean, many of them were just one-time comments and just perceived slights, you know, but I had hung on to them and just buried them inside. And I didn't, I didn't even realize I didn't deal with it. Does that make sense? I mean, it, it was just But when she said that, it all surfaced. So, I mean, these are the people that you just end up avoiding. You know, you turn the other way if you see them coming, even in church. Or they're the ones that, you know, it was just, they slighted your child in preschool. You know, they didn't remember their name. These are not all big things. Some of them were tiny, tiny things. 
But then we all have those issues that are larger. And I needed to work through some that were pretty big in my life. Like my mother was an alcoholic. And really, she was at her worst when I was um, probably college age to, to newly married and a young mother. And there were just so many painful memories. But when we hold on to that pain, it's kind of like taking arsenic. You know, it, it's not going to kill you right away, but it's going to build up in your system until your whole body is toxic. And it just had gotten to that point for me. And that's what unforgiveness does. It poisons our bodies with bitterness and self-pity. And we can't hold on to that. It's like cuddling a pet rat. Yuck. First of all, I would highly recommend a Christian counselor if you need it. But seriously, the Holy Spirit is an awesome counselor. They don't call him counselor for no reason. I mean, he will help surface the things. If you ask him, who do I need to forgive? He's going to show you. And then make that list. Begin to forgive the people that maybe you have just not even thought about that this could be poisoning your whole system, your whole spirit. Um, And I know that our church, Battle Creek Church, has some counseling resources, but we can also help connect you to some resources in the community. And by the way, my nightmares went away. After this process, and my depression cleared, the nightmares were gone, and I had to definitely decide that this was linked to um, my lack of forgiveness. Now, there's uh, some five quick points I want to share with you about forgiveness. First of all, forgiveness is a choice, and we have to choose to forgive. And as a step of obedience to God. So just like I had to go into my closet and look at the options of what to wear today, you know, I had to make my choice. Okay, I may have tried on a few things first and decided what I wanted to do and then subtracted a little bit. But that, um, I had to ultimately make a choice about what to wear. So we have to make a choice. Now that I've told you, you need to do it. Uh, You have to choose whether or not you're going to obey God and forgive. So the second point is when we don't forgive, it hurts us the most. If we are unwilling to forgive others, God says he won't forgive us. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's some hard stuff right there. Now, forgiving or not forgiving others has health ramifications, too. And it's not just mental and emotional, but it can actually affect your physical health. The, I read an article by John, Johns Hopkins that says, Studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health. 
lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels in sleep, and reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. On the flip side of that, not forgiving can damage us in all those same areas. The fourth point is we don't need an apology before we forgive. You know, we've, we've been trained to think that someone needs to say, I'm sorry, before we'll even consider apologizing. You don't need it. Even if that person has passed away, sometimes we still need to forgive. Maybe they've moved away. Maybe it was such a small offense, you know, one of those things you buried, and you'll never see this person again in your life. Hey, I was forgiving people that I knew I'd never see again. But for our sake, for our healing, we need to choose to forgive them. And the fifth point, we must continue to forgive again and again as often as necessary. Matthew 18, 21 and 22 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. You know, some of the issues that we deal with are, are serious, and I get that. You know, I've experienced that. Um, abuse addiction, neglect, infliction of, of physical and emotional and mental pain. How do we forgive those things? It's not easy. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. But God's instructions don't change based on the level of difficulty. For our good, he still expects us to forgive. You know, with my mother's drinking problem, and she's passed away now, but I know that she would not mind me sharing this. Um, I built a lot of walls to try and shield myself from the disappointments, the hurt, those painful memories. And I remember one time my mother asked me, why are you so hard? Honestly, I I didn't realize that I had gotten so hard. I felt like I had to be hard in order to protect myself. But I, when I finally agreed that God's way of forgiveness was best, and I chose to forgive my mother, then God did an amazing work in both of us. God demolished the walls that I had built up. And I really had no idea how to take them down. But choosing to forgive is what caused those walls to fall. And then my mom stopped drinking. She was 54 when she finally stopped drinking. And for 24 years, we had, she, before she passed away, we had, we worked on our relationship and um, she spent a lot of her latter years helping others find freedom from addiction. So gradually God healed our relationship and it wasn't easy. It was like peeling back onion layers, you know, which definitely make you cry 
you know, you get to a tender spot and that was, it was painful and emotional and I'd have to forgive again. So it was a process and it took some time and it took some tears, but it was so worth it in the end. And then I want to kind of end with a, um, some thoughts about the most difficult person in the world to forgive. Can you guess who that is? Ourselves. <laughs> yes, ourselves. For the past few summers, uh, my husband Lewis and I have been leading a weekly chapel service at a local homeless shelter. And summer before last, we conducted a spiritual assessment survey on them just to find out where they were in their, you know, whether they were Christians, whether they weren't, what they needed. And there was one question that on the survey that really surprised us. Um, fact is, I thought maybe they just misunderstood the question, though I wasn't sure how they could. Um, this was a question. Do you feel like you need to forgive yourself? 95% of them said yes. I mean, I was so shocked. We went and talked to the chaplain over the shelter about it, and I said, could this possibly be right? I mean, that's a huge amount of homeless people who can't forgive themselves. And he said, absolutely. He said, that is probably the number one thing that we have to deal with. So, I mean, it definitely gave us focus for our time there. But we learned some things through that. When we can't forgive ourselves, we get stuck in a cycle of despair that affects every part of our lives our jobs, our relationships, our ability to cope with day-to-day realities. If we can't forgive ourselves, we can't forgive others. It's like if we can't love ourselves, we can't love others. It becomes a hopeless, dysfunctional cycle. If we know to do right and don't do it, what is it? It's sin. So if we know to forgive and we don't forgive, it's sin. So this includes forgiving yourself. Jesus died so that our sins could be forgiven, right? So who are we to negate the cross of Christ and withhold forgiveness from the one he gave his life to save? We have to forgive ourselves, and then we can forgive others. This is the only way to health and wholeness. That scripture in Colossians 3 that we read earlier concludes, well, not end of the chapter, but verse 14, it continues with, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Guys, this is the answer. The answer is clothing ourselves with the character of Christ, especially with his love. And when we clothe ourselves with God's love, then forgiveness will always be a natural outflow. You said something that really struck a chord with me when you talked about how unforgiveness builds walls, because I feel like it builds walls not just against the people who you need to forgive, but other people in your life who had 
nothing to do with that unforgiveness. And I think it says so much. It says so much if we start to realize we have those walls, it should take us back to, is there somebody in my life that I need to forgive, even if it's not the person that I'm having trouble interacting with at the moment? That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. I think and think back to a season in life where I had to forgive someone and our views of the story were very different. So I knew forgive, like there was never going to be a, I'm so sorry this happened. And the walls were what were indicators that I needed to forgive myself for that situation, needed to forgive all the people involved because all of a sudden my friends were like, you're not making friends. You're not engaging in conversation. Like what's going on? And it was that unforgiveness had taken root, which we all know that what roots produce isn't always great. And so they had taken root and had produced these like barriers between me and people that forgiveness was able to kind of break down. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had a friend ask me one time, why don't you have more women friends? I had no clue at that point. I just said, why? Why do I need them? But God showed me later when the wall came down with against my mom, that lowered my barriers to relationships with other women. And I, I mean, that has so enriched my life. Well, I think it's interesting that we don't have to wait for a feeling to forgive people. Right. Like to feel like, oh, well, now I'm at a place where I can forgive. I remember I was in a certain situation and I just cried out. I said, God, I don't care. I'm at this point with this person. I don't care if you want to fix it, you fix it. You tell me what I need to do and I'll do it, but I don't really want it. But if it's something that you want in my life, I'm submitting that to you. And it was a very almost angry prayer, but it was a prayer and it was an honest prayer. And God did. It was little by little. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of work. It took a number of years, but you know, he restored that. He built that relationship back up, but it was that very honest prayer of just going, I don't feel it, but if you want it, help me to do this. Yeah. I loved when we were talking about um, just the the Greek words. You're gonna. I want to ask you to say it again. Do you remember the at the top? In duo. In duo. Ah, oh, that word. Like sink into it. I just like was like, what does that even look like? Just be like, mm, okay, like molded. And knowing that forgiveness is in God's image. So when we sink into the characteristics of God, I was thinking of um, the devil wears Prada. And <laughs> There's like this scene where she is like running through town and she changes clothes like 17 times in one shot. And I was like, how cool would that be if that was just like us with the characteristics of God? Just like in no matter the season, no matter the moment, we're able just to like wear what it is that he's calling us to wear and the impact that wearing forgiveness can have long term on us, on the people around us is we have to engage in the process of forgiveness, even when it's uncomfortable or no one asks for it. So true. I thought it's always interesting to me when things that, whether it's anxiety, whether it's unforgiveness, that they have an actual literal reaction with our body. I mean, that is fascinating to me that emotions will cause literal reactions of, you know, whether it be heart issues or stress issues or anxiety that ultimately lead us to maybe taking medication or doing other things when we're going, okay, God, before I get to that point, and sometimes those are definitely necessary, but before I get to that point, is there a heart issue I can deal with first? Is there something that you and I, is there a root that I need to get to that's going to be uncomfortable and it might be painful, but is there a root I can get to before I have to take those next steps and then see what I need to do? Yeah. Yeah. 
like the antacid I took this morning to, <laughs> to calm the, the nerves. nerves. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. Yes. Awesome. I know. And even the idea of forgiveness being a choice and how we get to engage in that process that God in his goodness said, like, I want you to join me in this, that I've forgiven you so that you can forgive those around you and those in your life. And how often sometimes I forget about it and how I was like, when you were talking, I was like, oh, this is such a good reminder that in our day-to-day lives, we can engage in forgiveness in a moment. We don't need a feeling. We don't need a reaction. We don't need a response that when I can immediately forgive someone and myself, oh, let's talk about that for a while. Um, just because there's a freedom with which God's given us is that we can forgive at all times. Right. It's not that we have to, I mean, maybe we have to go through that initial process of forgiving a bunch of people, but then we begin to keep it current. Mm -hmm. You know, we realize that we need to deal with this now because it's uncomfortable. And, um, I loved when I finally learned to go to that person first. If you have something against another person, then you go to them. You don't have to talk about it with all your friends, nurse it and rehearse it. You know, see if you can't work it. See if you can't work it out first. And that's incredibly hard. It's so easy to say, like, oh, just go talk to them, but like to actually it takes courage and thankfully when we need to, God can give us that courage. Well, forgiveness is hard because it's messy. So many things I, I feel like the body of Christ as a whole likes to shy away from like certain topics because they're harder, maybe because they're messier, because we don't hear a whole lot of sermons on forgiving other people because it also has to do with other people. You know, so many things we can always do internally. And this one, obviously we do internally. We have to make the choice, even if the other person isn't going to be, you know, reciprocal, but it's just forgiveness is messy. It is. And I love that. When we make the choice, we don't always feel that forgiveness. Uh, the, the feelings come later. I mean, God follows through and helps us forgive when we choose to do it his way. I've said it probably a million times and I'll say it again, is we have to have a plan in place for when those feelings, when those thoughts, when those emotions come up. Maybe you listen to a certain praise and worship song. For me, it's like it's prayer. I will either have picked a certain person, maybe nothing to do with the situation, or maybe I am praying for that specific person. But anything I can do to take my mind off of harboring those thoughts and those emotions over and over again, but something that is giving glory and honor to the Lord in the way that the devil's going to feel threatened. So he's not going to want to continue because I have a plan and I know I'm going to be praying and my prayers are going to change things. And so the devil's like, well, maybe that's not what I need to keep bringing up. You know, maybe that's not how I need to hit her anymore because she's working past it. So have a plan in place on how you're going to deal with those emotions. That's good. Yeah. I think so often we get caught off guard because we don't have a plan in place. And so then our feelings get hurt or someone else, like hurts us in a big way. That's not just a quick flippant forgiveness, but is going to take time and effort. But since we don't have a plan in place, we're kind of flailing for a bit of time until, until we're like, Oh, let me get my bearings back. And so how sweet, like in a season when maybe we don't have to forgive a ton of people to armor up and to prepare and to like get ready. So when that season comes, we know what verses we're turning to. We know um, who the people are that we're going to call on to engage in prayer with us. So as I was sitting here, I was thinking through like, man, who all do I need to forgive? Like what's taking root in my own heart? Do I need to forgive myself? Like, or just 
encourage us all to take some time to really think through that question too. Well, one of the things Bethany and I were talking about is how we used to put on the whole armor of God on our way to school. And, you know, that's a, an, a defensive weapon. You've got, well, some of it is, some offensive, some defensive, but we also should need to put on the character of Christ, put on love, put on compassion. That scripture in uh, Colossians is so good because we need to be putting on those things as well so that we're not just arming ourselves, but we're clothing ourselves. I love in, I think it's Ephesians, it says to put off your old self and it's literally referring to like your grave clothes which would be the equivalent of like a toilet paper wedding dress. If you like, if you ever played that game at a bridal shower, like those are your grave clothes. And it's saying like, take that off and clothe yourself, like put on your new self, which is exactly what you were talking about, like putting on the characteristics of Christ. And so daily, like to wake up and say, okay, I'm going to take, put off my old self and put on these characteristics so that Forgiveness is kind of one of those characteristics, but it's also a byproduct of love and joy and all those fruit in our lives. I love the story of the woman who washed Jesus's feet with the oil and with her hair, mm -hmm. and they tried to stop her. The Pharisees tried to stop her, and Jesus said, no, like, he who has been forgiven little loves little, mm -hmm. and who has forgiven much loves much. And I just go, one, we've, we've all been forgiven, like, We've all, we're all sinners. There's no like level of sinner. You know, we, we've all been forgiven. And I think for me, that's what I have to go back to is like, God's forgiven me. And so I have to forgive other people. Like, I mean, I think of myself as that woman washing Jesus's feet and allowing my sins to soak into him on the cross. And if somehow I'm putting myself as being better than that person that I won't forgive. And that's, it just kind of changes my mindset and my heart on the action of, once again, we talked about like seeing that person the way Jesus sees them and seeing them as a human and seeing them as a person just like me with faults, with sin. You know, it changes the way that we're willing to forgive when we can realize that we're sinners just like everybody else. Yeah, in a growing moment, that's what we're gonna call it, a growing moment as a child. <laughs> my dad one time was like, I think you'd like turn people into a wall and then you just, you forget that there's like emotions and feelings on the other side. It was in a, it was in a season when my parents were trying to like teach me how to tame my tongue and not be vicious. It was much, it was a much needed season. Um, but that same idea of like, Hey, there's a person on the other side of that. And sometimes we don't always know the stories. Like we don't know what happened in their day that caused them to talk that way to us. or we don't know what was going on in their life. And so to to humanize them, which I think the enemy so often doesn't want us yes, to do. Exactly. He wants us to think of them as a 2D wall, um, gives them some just like stature to think through and like be like, okay, God, they also were created in your image. So who am I to think that I don't need to forgive them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I love the topic of forgiveness. Um, would you mind praying for us? Absolutely. And I have to say, I'm so honored to do this with Bethany and you, Liz, because Bethany and I have never done anything like this together before. No, so this is, this is a special moment. Um, all right. Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you for Liz and for Bethany and, Father, for all the people that are listening today. Lord, I pray that if they have some issues that they need to forgive, which is not the issue, it's the people. 
They have people they need to forgive. I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would show them right now. Lord, just cause those people to come to mind. And Lord, I pray that they would take the next steps, that they would realize that you are calling them to forgive, to take the next step. Lord, I pray that you would help them to be brave, help them not to fear the emotion of doing that, but Lord, to realize that it's for their good that you ask us, indeed tell us, to forgive. So Father, I pray that everyone can do what you want, take that step of obedience, and forgive those in their life that have harmed them in some way, Lord, and then cause them to rejoice. Lord, let there be great joy on the other side of forgiveness. And we praise you and give you honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table, a podcast for the women of Battle Creek Church. Um, find us on Facebook, anywhere you can download, like, share, comment. We love it all. Be sure to look out for what's coming out this fall. We've got a Bible study. We'll see you there.